0: hello everyone i am jacob educate you are listening to the imj podcast stay tuned good evening guys and welcome to the imj podcast this is the podcast where we think and talk scriptures as a matter of fact we discuss our matters of faith and the word of god so you are welcome to a place where we'll be airing messages that have to do with our walk with jesus so if you're interested to listen more please just stay tuned to my podcast share with your friends and spread the news my name is jacob ejek and i'm your host for this evening session well i'm so happy because i have announced already that we're going to have a sabbath message on this podcast and i think that it is good at time to time we have uh, this thing occurring weekly where we have our Sabbath message being, I mean, podcasted. So yesterday, I podcasted the fifth week of our 100 days of prayer that is for the church mission, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and also a prayer for God's intervention for the world going through this pandemic of the COVID-19. Well, talking about COVID-19, the Lord is doing wonderful things. As a matter of fact, we have we are seeing the hands of God in what is happening in the world. There is nothing to fear. Let's just put our attention and our heart on Christ. Christ is in control of our situations. So I want to wish you all a happy Sabbath. I hope you are entering the Sabbath day of the Lord with joy. It's very important. You need to have joy as you enter in the day of the Lord. Don't enter with fear. Don't enter with pains but enter with a free heart and always be thankful to God. So this evening, I want to just have yourself prepared as we dive into the Word of God. But before we do so, I just want to invite you to just a few moments of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you because you are God. Thank you for the moment we are going to open your Word. Let your Spirit guide us. And bless all of us who are listening to this podcast. That we may be blessed, we may be transformed, and that we may receive blessings from on high. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. So guys, once again, I welcome you to this podcast at this moment. You are actually following the IMJ podcast. Yes, I am Jay, and my name is Jacob H.E.K., and I'm bringing you live this message So tonight we are looking at a title, Meeting with Jesus on the Way. Meeting with Jesus on the Way. It's quite interesting that this evening we have the opportunity to look at God's Word and try to find, again, some lessons that can apply to our lives. Yes, we are blessed because our lives have a purpose because of jesus because of his word so we should not undermine the word of god we should always seek our purpose in the light of scriptures so we are looking at the life of a very prominent bible writer he is a wonderful man he is a man who has really contributed to christianity as a matter of fact he has the most of the books in the new testament and that is the apostle paul now we're going to look at a wonderful event in the Apostle Paul's life, precisely the conversion of the Apostle Paul. And that is found in Acts chapter 9. But remember that the Apostle Paul, you know, appears most emphatically during the stoning of Stephen and he's the person actually keeping the clothes of those who were stoning Stephen. But after the death of Stephen, there is now a kind of, you know, zeal in the in Paul then being Saul, to persecute the church of God. And he became a terrific persecutor. When we actually look into the book of Acts chapter 9, we go from verse 1. I'm reading from the King James Version. The Bible says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, verse 2, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of his of this way of this way whether they were men or women he might bind them unto Jerusalem so i'm reading here from the king james version and you can see with me here that actually Saul becomes a number one enemy of christianity at uh, that very point, now uh, he feels that well, dealing with them just in Jerusalem is not enough. He needs to go beyond Jerusalem, because he has he seemed to have successfully stopped Christianity in Jerusalem, and now he found out that he could go beyond it. Uh, that that is the zeal of Paul here. Paul is someone who ha- is a visionary. Okay, even in, even in his sinfulness, Paul sees things beyond boundaries. All right, he feels that though he has dealt with christianity in jerusalem he can still deal against christianity even out of jerusalem and that is a visionary if you want to be successful in anything you do whether it be good or bad you must always have that kind of vision looking beyond the box okay i'm inviting christian to think beyond the box don't just think don't just don't just think within the limits of your doctrine or your doctrinal i mean teachings think beyond what you see Beyond the wall of Christianity, beyond the walls of Adventism, I'm calling you to look at the world from a higher dimension. That's how that's how Saul. I mean, that's what Saul did, and he was successful even in his persecution. But we we look here down that he takes a journey, and something happens suddenly in verse three. That's very interesting. Uh, the Bible says in verse three that. Uh, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly, there shined round about him a light from heaven. So as he was near Damascus, a light from heaven actually shone around him. And that light is what is going to change everything forever. So in verse 4, And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul. Why persecutest thou me? We'll take the the ESV version. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Yes. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, Saul hears the voice of somebody, but he is quite curious. In verse 5, he says, And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Ah, it becomes clear. Saul was talking with Jesus. The very one he was trying to deal against or to deal with has dealt with him on the way. And that is Jesus of Nazareth. It's very important to understand that, you know, when we talk about conversion, okay, conversion is something that happens, you know, it happens at a moment that is least expected because. In this very episode, nobody could have imagined that Saul could have could have encountered the very one he was chasing, the one against whom he was fighting, the one, the one whose followers he was killing and putting in prison and maltreating. That is the same Jesus now who appears to him and, quite, saying that you are persecuting me. Saul was actually dealing with Jesus, not against his followers. He was persecuting Jesus and not his followers. It happens when you least expect. And this evening, we are looking at the Apostle Paul's conversion. Let me say Saul's conversion to the Apostle Paul. First of all, when we talk about conversion, it's not the work of a man. No man has ever converted somebody. Or okay, I do hear people say, Do you know how many souls have converted? yes if you think that you have been able to convert somebody then it means that you're the holy spirit of course you are not conversion is the work of god the work of the holy spirit the work of jesus you cannot convert a soul you can just share the gospel with a soul and it is god who converts but sometimes our church we seems to be looking for people to convert more than people to to whom we need to share the love of christ with I see the effort of the church is just to convert people. I have gone to evangelistic efforts where I've seen preachers trying to convert people, forcing them to be converted. It's not your job, my friend. You're just a preacher. You have no power to convert. Allow the Holy Spirit to convert. The heart of man can only be understood by God himself. And God alone has the cure to man's infirmity. So... It is not to us to convert souls, but it is for God Himself to do the work that He has planned for anyone He loves. And the Apostle Paul here was not converted by any Christian effort. He he was not converted by any Christian effort. He never got his conversion by going to a synagogue or going to the temple. Not even in a in a meeting of Christians, but he got his conversion by the way. Okay, on the road as he was going. Jesus Christ is not in the temples. Jesus Christ is not in the synagogues. He is not even in the church in, in, in the Christian gatherings. Jesus Christ is everywhere seeking for souls to save. You know, it is time that the church will begin to think outside the box begin to think outside the four walls of our churches now i know many people now are not happy because they cannot go to church maybe sing in the choir but you can see praise god on your daily life god is still pleased with your songs even as you walk on the road you sing god is pleased so do not think that conversion is done because it is a public ministration or because it's an organized campaign by the church to win souls Winning souls can occur at any moment, at any place, because Jesus is on the move. The Church of God is on the move. God's Church is not static. God's Church moves. Now, I'm just going to just give you a scenario. Look at Jesus' ministry. Jesus moved from cities to cities, bringing the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus could not plant himself permanently in a place. To say i am the healer of galilee so it's only in galilee at come you can come to galilee and get your deliverance no that is not how god works or to say i'm the healer of capernaum or i'm the healer of bethany no he didn't say that he is the teacher of uh, of nazareth but jesus christ moved from cities to cities from town to town from places to places to do the work of god that's how the church of god should think ministry is on the move jesus christ is targeting people even on the way and the apostle paul receives here the encounter of his life verse 6 but jesus christ tells him rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do it's very interesting when god meets you he meets you with a mission when god calls you he calls you with a mission god has not called you just to come and warm benches in his house or just so you to come and just sit down for years and just be a member on records but god calls you because he has a mission for you so conversion conversion itself is a calling for mission now if you are really converted you have a sense of mission a sense of urgency but if you just accepted the church just for accepting sake so that your name will figure in the church records, then you are just a member of the church, but you're not converted. And no wonder today we have many Christians in our churches who are not even converted. They are still dandling, they are still one leg here in, one leg outside. They, they, don't, they don't even know why they should be there and they don't even know where they belong. Now, on one part, we can blame them. For not being serious but another part we can blame our church leaders for being the one misleading them okay just getting them baptized and then leaving them there okay just like the church has become a theater where the pastor is the actor and the members are the spectators so the, the members come and sit down to watch the pastor or the elder acts okay they are playing christianity at the front and they are demonstrating christianity you know in a form of a role play and as it. But God is not interested in this kind of Christians. He wants Christians who are missionaries, who are called for a purpose. So already Jesus Christ, even before meeting Saul, already had a mission for him. Do you see that? Rise and enter the city and you'll be told what to do. Already, already it, it was already there for him. The mission, I mean... The mission, the package for his ministry was already prepared. How many of you have your your ministry package already? You come to church, you spend years before even knowing where you should even stand. It's not good. It's not good. I I, I really encourage the church to do better in that aspect. It's very important. So we find out that now when Saul goes into the city, God gives the message to a man uh, called Ananias. So we can see from verse 10 that now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here am my Lord. Verse 11, And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight. And at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul for beholding his praying." And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. Verse 13. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man. How much evil he has done to your sins at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. Verse 15. But the Lord said to him, Go. For he is what? For he is a chosen instrument. I love that word. He is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Verse 16. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So here we have Paul's job description already given by God. All that he needs to do has already been defined. God does not call you to just come and then wander in the church and warm benches and just wander around, wasting time just following the crowd along. God calls you with a specific job description. But the problem is many of us don't even know why we are called. It's because we we don't have people like Ananias to whom God can actually instruct to tell us. You know, at a point I think that church leaders are supposed to be like Ananias. People that the Lord can, can send to open the eyes of the new converts. To let them know what they are supposed to do. But Ananias are not there today because the church is just looking for numbers. Not for people who do mission. I'm sorry to say that. But I think that is one of the problems that is disturbing our church today we're just after numbers, we're just after reports, we're just after getting people, filling our churches, but we're not after having disciples. Ananias was a disciple, and he had to also make Paul or Saul to become a disciple. That is that is all about Christianity. We are making disciples. We're, we're, not, just, we're, just even, we're, just, we're not even making people church members. We're making them disciples of Jesus not members of an organization. Please, let us not mistake it so that we do not make the mistake. So when Jesus Christ meets you on the way, he meets you with your package, your your ministry package already prepared because every one of us has a ministry package in our names. But how many of us have met Jesus Christ the way Paul did? This Sabbath evening, I want to invite you to really reflect upon the word of god ah yes some of you have been baptized but you need to ask the lord to let you know maybe you have met christ but you are still blind let god open your eyes with the purpose he has for you let god send ananias to you today to open your eyes the holy spirit is there to open your eyes god is there to open your eyes to make you see are you ready to see are you willing to see do you want to see what is your purpose in the church if i can ask again have you met jesus on the way or are you still yet to meet him perhaps you're in the church but you have not met him maybe you were just moved by the sermon you heard and you got yourself baptized but you have not met christ please Pray for an encounter with Jesus. You need to have your own Damascus encounter today. Let the Lord encounter you. Let the the Lord meet you and tell you what you need to do. That was a privilege to have you on this podcast. And I believe that this message tonight is going to revive us. It's going to lead us to think differently. The conversion of, of Saul is quite an amazing one. Saul of Tarsus met Jesus Christ not in the church but on the way and it's not in the church that you might expect to meet Jesus but Jesus wants to meet you on the way of your own life that is as you open your heart to him he's willing to encounter you at that very point in your life allow the Lord to do that for you and as he encounters you on that very point in your life God will give you the mission. The reason why he has called you will be clear to you. May the Lord bless these words in our hearts. May we have an excellent Sabbath. Enjoy your day, but reflect upon the word of God. And always be happy. Remember that Jesus loves you. My name once again is Jacob Ejike, and I was happy to have you here. And remember, stay tuned to this podcast. Even as we bring some subsequent programs, more programs are coming. And peace.